0: Welcome to the Joy of Marketing with me, Andrew Peach. This week, I'm joined by Ian Morrison, who taught me everything I know about inserts and much more beside that. He was the marketing mind behind Donald Russell's direct butchery business, which he took from almost zero to 25 million. And he's now the marketing director at Flavorly, a fast-growing direct consumer drinks business. And welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me on.
0: So I know that you're you're a particular expert in inserts, and I think this is something that a lot of the listeners aren't familiar with. So could we maybe just start by explaining briefly what inserts are.
1: Well, inserts are a piece of direct marketing in the form of a leaflet that's tactically placed in offline media such as magazines, newspapers, or pretty commonly in, in any of your online orders, product dispatch. Um, and so any, or any pretty much any other third party that you can think of. And it's that it's that piece of paper that drops out that um of course everyone thinks nobody um, ever looks at or uses, but we know because we record the data that they work very well. So the 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 marketing aim of that is is to target consumers purchased that product or requested the magazine or bought the newspaper. So it's definitely looking at a piggyback effect here. And because of that, we can be pretty targeted about the people who actually receive our marketing message. And it's important to point out that when we discuss inserts as a channel, there isn't isn't actually a barrier in size or format if it's an A4 40-page catalogue that falls out of the Sunday Times or a small voucher that comes with your online delivery. From a marketing channel perspective, these are all inserts. So it's a third party of a package that's been paid for, requested, and they are selling space to target their customers.
0: Yeah. But I guess the bigger the insert is, probably the more expensive it's going to end exactly. up. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And that's two clear costs that we have when you're working out your your marketing inserts. It's your it's your media cost and also your print costs. So you always have to remember these two things.
0: And that is something I completely didn't understand when I first did inserts because I thought the quote for the media was all I was going to have to pay and then got a bill for roughly the same amount again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely you kind of learn as you go along and it's important from a marketing perspective as well that these are this is really about direct response as well it's not so much about brand building um it's very much sales activation uh and it's under the umbrella of direct response it's it's a direct marketing function
0: yeah so basically it was called an insert because it was a leaflet that was inserted into something then i guess absolutely Um, and and something I did hear is that you know the one thing with a hundred percent open rate is the box that you send the goods <laughs> out. <laughs> so you are at least guaranteed if it's in the box that uh, yeah. at least the box is going to be opened. Absolutely. Okay, so um, I love the idea. Um, how how would I go about buying them? Right, that's a good question.
1: So strictly speaking, you you you. There's nothing to stop you going directly to any newspaper magazine or any third party phoning up their media department uh, and asking to make a booking. Um, a lot of magazines and journals will have their own advertising sales team. But I, I think if your listeners are looking for tips, the more typical way is to get advice and book through a media planner. Um, your standard advertising media planner will be able to, to help you out with that. Um, anyone who buys sort of any advertising for you. It may be that they outsource it to a more dedicated person or dedicated agency. So it's definitely worth having a bit of online research to find out who the channel specialists are. But there's a few reasons why I like to go through an agency. One, they will have specialist knowledge. They're also going to have greater purchasing power. So they might be booking lots and lots of inserts with the same media. So you'll be able to piggyback on that, even though you're going to pay them a commission. And, and they can analyze your results and help you find um, new sources of customers. And I, I think also importantly is they take away a lot of the you know the rather stressful work of um, the logistics of getting the emails booked and delivered can be quite a headache when you do it yourself uh, and lets you get on with running the business.
0: Yeah, I completely agree because... You, you you really do not want to get involved in arranging for printers to deliver something by a specific deadline, and then the printer is late, and before you know ah. it, you're being billed for the inserts, but you're not actually able to send them out. So definitely pay that extra few percent to have somebody else and yeah. take that hassle away. Um, obviously, just to dive in on the analysis of inserts, obviously, as the CEO of Machine Labs, I will say that um, the ideal product... Um, for analysing the performance of your inserts, is, of course, machine labs. <laughs> you don't need a media buyer for that. Um, of course. <laughs> but, yes, thank you for that. Okay, so we've got, um, I suppose, the other big component then um, after having arranged media. And, and, again, on that media buyer thing, I mean, when I've seen the options, I think the last time I asked a media buyer for full options, I think I think it was something like, Two or three hundred product dispatch options with different retailers, and many hundreds of, of press options. Um, and there were still one or two statement inserts, mm-hmm. for yeah. the, the, the odd business that's still sending out paper statements to people. You know, mm-hmm. who have credit cards or store cards. But I think I do think that statement side is probably more or less drying up now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean I, I think there is so much available with product dispatch now, because as we've seen this big, almost dump of new customers that have come onto the market, and it, it starts the the actual channel starts to grow itself because the more people that you can recruit online from things like inserts, the bigger the market comes, the more people get used to it, mm. and now we're seeing much greater avail- availability in product dispatch.
0: Although the one complaint I think I I certainly had about Product Dispatch was in the days where you could put inserts in Amazon Product Dispatch, (laughs) there was just millions and millions of of wonderful volume there. But, of course, sadly, Amazon have decided that's too good to sell and are now using their Product Dispatch volume um, themselves. Um, Although I think if it's a marketplace seller on Amazon, you might well be able to buy no by by their volume if they're actually dispatching it themselves
1: i just completed a test with amazon and absolutely nailed um a great control just before they closed it so it's a, it's <laughs> it, it's a bit of a heartbreaker that one when they closed it down
0: cool um so again i'm sold on inserts i i know how to buy them um so what what would be a good offer to put in my insert
1: Right, that's and that's an excellent question. You have probably got another hour for that, but, uh, but I'll try and be quick. <laughs> so, just just remembering a, a tactical level, every, everything links its way ultimately back to what um, you know what our, our objectives are. So, a, a good offer, we always have to remember that that links in. So, it it might be that we want to say recruit a thousand new customers as cost effectively as possible. So I might decide I want to get them as cheaply as possible, so I discount heavily to recruit the customers. A kind of, well, that's what's to lose type of offer. 80% discount, massively increase my database. Well, the problem with that and the mistakes I've made before is often too aggressive an offer. You can recruit the wrong type of customer, or rather customers who only want that first order but don't see any value in subsequent orders. And So in times like this, it's it's important to really remember or, or measure that retention value of the customer going forward. So you, you, you need to get that knowledge. So a good offer is an offer that recruits the right type of customer, but within what we call an allowable marketing cost framework. So to get there, you have to test.
0: Yeah, and I think it is worth remembering there are these three variables, isn't there? You've got the cost of acquiring a customer, in terms of the marketing cost you've got the discount and then you've got the quality of the customer which i guess you'd measure by the lifetime value of the customer sure. and it is one of these you know choose any two that you want to um, <laughs> that you, you that you want to maximize <laughs> okay um so we've 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 thought through our offer um i mean what what are your thoughts on actually the the graphic design or the, the design of the insert
1: So it's a a question that I'm asked quite a lot and I always have to remind people that, um, well, I am a designer, so these these are only tips. So if you look at um, all the different types of marketing messages that we can have, um, at one end of the spectrum, you might have brand advertising in a cinema where the consumer is sitting comfortably in a dark room staring straight at the screen i think it's safe to say that inserts are at the other end of the spectrum this is real kind of selling this is this is sales activation and one of the things i think we've discussed before andrew that this is about selling but selling quickly it's very much a sprinter of a of a media channel so you have to think that that insert in the following way think about it in the following way as soon as it's discovered it's on route to the bin so you probably have 30 seconds to get the consumer's attention before you've lost them so there's a couple of things you need to be to get to get right away so in that design very very quickly you have to say what is it that that your your company does what are its products and services and um, is it clothing is it food or is it beer and then very very quickly what is the offer so you really really need to get that across and you need to get you you almost need to push back on your 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 designer's idea to make something look beautiful we want it to look great as well and be on brand but it has to sell so from a design point of view i like and um, we, we know the aida model which is a, a an advertising and selling idea which is it's a simple hierarchy of effects model which implies that consumers go through a series of stages so you start off with attention, that's the a, then interest, then desire, then action and that we can we can apply that to almost any any selling process but very very importantly we've got another process in our selling and design which is which is conviction so we need to give guarantees and quotes and trust pilot scores and social proof. But things that we need to do within the design are things like pull-out buttons. So any sort of um, a features and benefits, they have to be pulled out and shown in corner flashes and buttons, making sure that people, or we know that people are going to read these first before they read the body copy. And that has to be part, it's, it's integral to the design of, of inserts.
0: Great. And I think just a couple of things that, I, again, I've I've sort of noticed. I mean, one is with an insert. You're printing obviously both sides of the leaflet. Um, you don't actually know which side the consumer will see first, and they'll probably make the decision on whether to read it further. They're not going to turn it over and look at both sides. So you, you probably can't really think of it as a front or a back. Yeah, it is kind of two fronts, really, isn't it? <laughs> so both sides, both sides have kind of got to do the job. Yeah, um,
1: and it's it's making well, sure your designer knows that. So it's a great point, Andrew. It's got to sell on both yeah. sides.
0: And and another another classic one that I see quite a lot of is making the insert look like money. So it kind of almost looks like a check or it yeah. looks like a voucher, but it's kind of been almost designed to almost look like a like a pound note or something. And oh, it has yeah. the the cash value. Right, this is thirty pounds, and it's obviously just doing everything possible. Because psychologically, taking a you know, £30, $30 um, voucher and throwing it away is quite a hard thing to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think either of them have actually been involved in um, in wine businesses, but I've seen them try to test that voucher so many times, but ultimately they come back to that, that great sort of £60 voucher or £30 voucher. It's really emotive, really all the right touch points. Here's some cash, off you go.
0: Yeah. So what I will do, actually, because I I love your original Donald Russell insert, I will link to that in the episode description, and I will show both sides of that insert, um, along with a, with a few of my notes on why you did such an amazing job on it.
1: Ah, well, it's it, 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 always, always a collaborative thing, but as you know, that that piece was tested and tested and tested to get there, so yeah,
0: good. Fantastic. Um, okay, so I just wanted to ask you about your experience of swapping. Um, sorry, that actually sounded different <laughs> in my head. Um, could you tell us about how insert swapping works?
1: Yeah, so it's it's just a great idea. Um, um, just always remember that, that your customer will buy um, or, or a typical online or direct-to-consumer customer We'll buy from lots and lots of different companies so there's an, a, a real opportunity to be to be collaborative um, with like-minded businesses of similar profiles of customers that like you know uh, your products and other people's so what we tend to do is we, we we started off by through a process of collaboration saying look we've got a media cost here why don't we take the media cost out and um, if you put out ten thousand of my inserts, I'll put out ten thousand of your inserts. So what you get is you get these super cheap customers that come in that are actually of, of great value because all you've got is a print cost. And as your business becomes bigger, you have more space to swap. So um we almost we had a sort of hierarchy of um within our 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 insert channels or insert media swaps are always at the top because we found that that was the lowest cost of recruitment but the 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 type of people that wanted to swap with us um, had customers that were really similar so classic with food would be wine so if you buy food online you're very very likely to buy uh, wine online Um, so that that sort of stuff whenever you can you can hand that insert over you you can also or you can swap that insert you could also take up to we think up to six inserts in your own product dispatch so think about if you're dispatching ten thousand a month that gives you you know sixty thousand potential swaps that you can do and it's it, it's the first thing you should really do it's a really really important thing to do um so swapping with like-minded businesses 100 percent.
0: yeah and I actually tell you one thing that massively improves the swap um, or or actually indeed improves really any insight, I guess, is if you can get a special offer for customers of and then the logo of, you know, whoever yeah. the, that company is, because you're then almost getting that implicit recommendation of, yeah. of who it is that they, they, they bought from. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah I mean going back I mean the swaps I think when I mean I, I think I've seen recruiting a customer for I don't know one pound two pounds I think mm. from uh, from swaps and then if you uh, if you then look at the average cost of insert recruitment and you've got you know thousands coming at that maybe one pound two pound level that can really drop that average um, way down mm. can't absolutely it? Um, so I know that your real passion which i heard you talk about a lot is testing.
1: Aha. Uh-huh,
0: right. I know I know you love a good test.
1: I love a good <laughs> test. Well, we all love a good test. I think first thing to remember that, that testing is part of your marketing plan. So so really make sure it's part of your tactical armory and it should always relate back to your objectives. So it, it's not just testing for testing's sake. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So We've got a business, our situation analysis showed that last year we recruited 10,000 customers at £20 cost of acquisition. Um, However, this year we think we can do better. So one objective might be we're going to get 10,000 customers at £10 CAC, so the same amount of customers um, at half the cost. Or we could have another objective, which might be we want to get 50,000 customers at, say, £25 CAC. We want to go for a growth strategy. So, whenever we look at these objectives, we have to see at that point that testing is part of our tactical plan. You're not going to get it right right away, so you you have to think about a, a sort of test and learn cyclical process that you use to meet these these objectives. So, the first stage is al- always what I would call uh, just establishing a control. You know, this isn't this isn't, of course, this is the same for. Um, same testing process for every marketing communication, not just inserts. But the thing about inserts is really easy to do. So I then divide um, each marketing communication into six variables. Um, I talk about, and they would be typically um, the product that you're selling, the offer that you're selling, is it twenty five percent off? The audience who are what's the media that's being sold to? Um, a creative message, the best steaks you've ever tasted. The best wine you've ever tasted. The format in this case definitely inserts, and then the timing because we know that we have, um, a, a, b- particularly in seasonal businesses, we know there's a change in response depending on the time. Um, so the great thing about inserts is that in, in, if it's an off the page, you might have an opportunity to do maybe just an A/B test, but here or, or one A/B test. But in an insert, if you you could do maybe let's say if you had a hundred thousand you could do five, 20,000 tests. So it's a really, really good way to test um, any sort of customer recruitment. But using those six variables, product, offer, audience, creative message, format and timing. And crucially, as all scientists will know, that you can only test one variable at a time.
0: Yeah, so every time you do a test, the control should be present in that test. Absolutely. Yeah, And I think that is actually one of the rules I see people breaking on a very regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Because then, of course, they've just got no idea what's what's, what's actually happening.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think testing is important. It, it, it's not doing lots of stuff. And that isn't testing. Um, and it's really, you, you'd be amazed at the, 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 the sort of the beauty of it when you sit with a you know a, a really challenge, like a tough challenge of one of your objectives and just calmly use that single variable testing to test yourself out of sort of choppy waters. Um, it's a great way of doing it. You just need patience and you have to follow that process.
0: And I would say in very general terms, and this just could be my experience, but I would say of the things you've mentioned, generally offer and media were probably the two biggest things when I've tested them that have really moved the dial.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, they're, They're the places you go looking first. I would also say as well, sometimes you're tempted into testing everything but you really want to test the big things so I'm glad you brought that up offer an audience offer in media num- they're right at the top and that's where you'll get your big wins
0: yeah and again I'm like you I am a big fan of doing my testing in inserts and then taking the lessons and applying it off the page tv and you know a lot of these other these other channels because generally if you've learned a lesson in inserts it's probably yeah. going to apply in other channels
1: Absolutely, and that—that that is why I think so many people, you know, even in the sort of in the digital world, um, inserts are still loved. It's it, just as you've said; the, the rules are the same for other channels, so it works really well as a testing platform for all recruitment.
0: Thank you very much, Ian. That was absolutely fascinating, and again, as ever, I certainly learned a lot. So, I always like to end just briefly talking about machine labs. Um, one of the things I thought was really missing in e-commerce uh, marketing software um, is offline marketing. Um, I mean, offline marketing is absolutely huge. And because of the huge price inflation we're seeing with everyone piling into Google and Facebook, um, I think that doing offline is something that can allow you to recruit a lot of customers um, at a great price. One of the features Machine Labs has, which I, I believe is unique, I've not seen anyone else doing it, is helping you with that offline marketing including inserts. So if you are wanting to use inserts or offline marketing on Shopify, please do install Machine Labs from the App Store. So thank you very much again, Ian, and I look forward to seeing you all next week for another episode of The Joy of Marketing.